Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, the Chiefs are getting a taste of what it's like when you're not on the positive side of all these ref calls. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Listen, the Chiefs may have legitimate gripes, Perloff, last week against the Packers. You know, you can go throughout history. Not everything has gone their way, but it kind of feels like they're a team where everything sort of goes their way. And yesterday, at a critical moment in the game with a minute 12 left, the Chiefs are driving. This looks like every Chiefs game we've ever seen, right, where they get the ball last and they're going to come down and they're going to take the lead and pull out this win. And instead, Kadarius Toney, who has been a much maligned wide receiver, lots of ups but lots of downs, had his foot in the neutral zone, gets called as offsides and negates what was a really incredible touchdown play. Travis Kelsey up the middle, then throws it back to Tony, streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. Got all wiped out. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to win a lot of big games with Kadarius Tony on your team. They benched him early they in the season. won the Super Bowl last year with him, and he scored a touchdown yeah, in that Super Bowl. I didn't. I have no idea how, but he almost could have cost him. Like, they, <laughs> Andy Reid wanted to bench him early in the season and get rid of him. He should have stuck to that because this was inevitable. And by the way, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're about to run the rest of the table, I think. And then Tony's going to cost him again in the playoffs. I'm here calling wow. it right now. Okay, he is. He does so many little things wrong. I have a big problem with him. But you're right. The Chiefs always win this game. I'm thinking of the Bengals playoff game last year. Thinking of the uh, the win over the Bills with 13 yep. seconds. I'm thinking of the Super Bowl last year with the Eagles. Yep. Mahomes. I think that's why Mahomes was so upset because he doesn't know how to lose this kind of game because it's never happened. I know it's a bizarre place for them to be in two weeks in a row. And I do think that Mahomes, who was out of his mind yesterday after the loss, I mean, could not hide it. Had no had no. Uh, Desire to hide it, wasn't trying to keep his cool at all. Instead, unloading on the referees and unloading in the postgame. Let's hear a little bit of Mahomes said that the refs stopped greatness when they threw the flag. I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win, but as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. I love it. This is the, 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 the bigger picture here. It's not that we should all be upset because the Chiefs may have gotten hosed on a call. It's because it's bad for sports. Like, the Chiefs are so myopic. They think if it's bad for them, it means it's bad for everybody. Meanwhile, mm. they look like crybabies today. Because they're the ones who are going on and on and on and making such a scene about this when... Their guy was in the wrong. This is not last week where MVS should have gotten a pass interference call. That I totally understand them being mm-hmm. upset about. They need to be upset at themselves over this. I agree with that. I do understand the bad football thing. There's nothing worse than a big touchdown getting taken off the board with a flag. It's a problem, but it's unavoidable. If there's a penalty, you got to call it. The worst is a holding call that takes away a 90-yard play when yeah. the holding was away from the big play. I hate that. I've complained about it a million times. 
this was a penalty. He has no right to complain. My wife had a theory on this. What happened? Is that right? Yes. Watch the game with her. For some reason, she maybe it's Taylor Swift. I have no idea. She wanted to settle in and watch the Chiefs Bills. Okay. Oh, also, I told her the Bills were your team. And oh, she, nice. She was rooting for the Bills because she's a big fan of yours. She says, oh, does Mahomes have young children at home? He looks grumpy. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? She said, does, oh, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably, he probably has young no kids. Sleep. He's not getting any sleep. <laughs> and I said, yeah, and I think Brittany does not even give him much of a break. She's probably on top of him <laughs> all day long. So he's got to go home, put the kids down. Yeah. because He does put them to bed. You saw that in the documentary. I feel like Mahomes is 40% grumpier this year. There's something going on. Mahomes does not yeah. look as joyful because the offense is kind of slower, more run-oriented. The defense is better this year. They're just not as explosive. Well, I love your wife's theory, and it's re- it's great, totally rooted in real life. But I think the reason he's grumpy is because his wide receivers can't like catch a cold. So I you're mean, saying if the receivers were good, then the <laughs> lack of sleep would be fine. Well, I think so, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they probably have, like, what, 10 nannies who might be <laughs> helping out. No, they might have I, a little help at home. I, I don't get know. The sense Maybe with, not. I don't know. I get the sense that Brittany and Patrick – are engaged parents. Whatever. The point is, you're right. Nothing is working for him right now. Well, let's hear Right the now, play. it's bad. Let's hear the play because this is what it sounded like yesterday on Chiefs Radio where they were excited and then not. Kelsey, 25, angling back. 20, now he's going to lateral it back at the 15-yard line. It's Tony. 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City. They mess around and practice with this all the time. It's going to go with a 49-yard touchdown. Kelsey, the old University of Cincinnati quarterback. Number 19, offense, lined up in the neutral zone. Five-yard penalty. Second down. Aww. (laughs) Play the second half. I love the sad. I'm sorry, I don't remember who this was, but this is such a tale of two calls. One of the most exciting plays. A TD is wiped off the board and a five-yard penalty. Second and 15 for the Chiefs at their own 46. It would have gone as a 49-yard touchdown catch and lateral. Bro, did you not see the flag? You've got you to gotta at least mention that in your call. You can't start talking about Travis Kelsey playing quarterback in college. You have to see the flag. I, I mean, Nance called it right away. And we're not calling out like any other broadcasters, but... I, I mean, I guess you just go big on the call and then take care of it later because no one wants to have a muted call and then it turns out it was maybe the play of the year and your your call's not getting played at You're the end of the right. year, yep. you know, and recap. I, and honestly, football, this is the only sport where we're dealing with this, oh, is it tedious call? Is it not a tedious call? Should you warn them? Should you not warn them? If this was the NBA and the guy stepped out of bounds, you say the guy stepped out of bounds. If this was baseball and the ball was hit off the foul line, you say that was off the foul line. It's a foul ball. Why would this situation with the Chiefs, they're acting like, oh, this is a rule that we should just ignore unless you tell us that we're breaking it and then you should give us a warning before you actually throw the flag. Yeah, it's like they're expecting you know the referees to somehow bail them out here when the referees after were saying this was egregious right if you're maybe a little bit off the ball or getting close to it maybe the referee will give you a courtesy yeah I, I liken it to blackjack dealers in Vegas you know you have some blackjack dealers or anywhere you can gamble some some croupiers will be like really nice to you yeah right? well they'll give be you like advice. Yeah, you, you're going to want to double down here. You're going to want to split here. I wouldn't hit here. You know, if you're if you're like an experienced blackjack dealer, t- uh, player, you don't need this. But sometimes for amateurs, it's nice to have the croupier sort of give you a little, like, uh, advice, strategy. 
That's right. what they were expecting the refs to do here. It's like mm. you were expecting them to help out a little bit with the strategy or the procedure and say, hey, back off the line a little bit. And these refs were saying, we're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think more of a dealer in blackjack will help. I'm not sure a croupier is going to be able to do much. Is it croupier the guy who drops the ball? No, no, no. Croupier is like a, is a blackjack dealer. No, that's a dealer. A croupier is specifically for roulette, I Is thought. it? I thought a croupier uh, is oh, maybe for I'm anything. Totally wrong. I've seen the movie The Croupier with Clive Owen, and he, <laughs> he was doing roulette, but you could be right. Or craps. Maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong. Craft. I don't know. I okay. have no... Anyway, but I understand your point. The The competition committee probably can't do anything about this, but a call that is dependent on a warning from the official to avoid, that seems like you're putting another thing on the official's plate. This is right. sounds so stupid if you're just... If you don't know the history of this call, you're like, wait, so you didn't get the warning? That's why the Chiefs do sound idiotic right now. Yeah, they sound like they're whining. And so this is what's going on in the chat right now. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Where Eric Rivera said, we've been complaining about the refs for 15 years. Give me a break. And Pine Needle Back said, Eric, the funny thing is, the ref got the call right and they're still complaining. You're right. It's like the refs can't do anything. Listen, and to back up the refs is a is a lonely place to be because they have missed a lot of calls and including ones that went against the Chiefs. This is not one they missed. And you want to say, well, unwritten rules? Well, then now we're getting into a gray area. And the crew chief, Carl Cheffers, basically said, and this sums it up, ultimately, they are responsible for wherever they line up. That's it. So, Chiefs, cry us a river. It's on yeah. you. But, by the way, don't do a victory tour, NFL officials, because you stink. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> the, you're you're a disaster right now. That, you could say the Chiefs being unlikable is the big story here. The officials... I mean, come on, every week. It's, maybe it's us because we're paying more attention, but the game has gotten too complicated and too fast for officials. And even with the Sky Judge help from New York, they're screwing up everything. I just want to put that out there. You are right. Uh, there's also a poll up that you can vote on in our chat. Do you know what a croupier does? Apparently none of us do. I, I, I think, and I, I'm putting it on record, I don't know as a fact. I don't even know what language the word comes from. I think they are more known for doing roulette. And because in the movie, The Croupier, he was putting the ball out there. But I could be wrong. <laughs> you don't know what language it is? You don't want to take it, a stab? It's totally French? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a, 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 some casino website has a pretty good definition. Difference between croupier and dealer. So these two terms are frequently used as synonyms since both are in charge of managing the game, passing the bets, and guiding players. The difference is the type of game they are in charge of dealers. Ah. Dealers manage cards like po- card games like poker or blackjack. Croupiers usually manage roulette games. Okay, Perloff so was to, right. To Perloff's point. Yeah, it's a great movie. Is... It's called The Croupier with I've Clive Owen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird movie. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. You're welcome to weigh in on this controversial Chiefs call yesterday uh, because it did wipe out this incredible touchdown. Mahomes is mad about it. Andy Reid is mad about it. Um, and it's a big deal. Now, on the other side of this, there's a part of the Chiefs thing that we're not talking about as much. But here on the Maggie and Perloff show, nothing is off limits. Chiefs aren't likable. That has nothing to do with what the referees did yesterday. I'm not saying anything's rigged. I'm not saying they're getting, uh, you know, hosed or screw job or anything like that. I'm saying the Chiefs are probably getting a wake-up call today that people are calling them whiners and criers because they're not that likable. And it's for a few very obvious and easy reasons. This is not, you know, this isn't shady backdoor stuff. They've been super successful. The success breeds contempt. They're overexposed with every commercial as Kelsey and Mahomes. 
and the Taylor Swift aspect of it makes them even more overexposed right. with Kelsey, with Taylor and Brittany and all this stuff. It's just they're not likable right now. They have to get comfortable being a little bit of the heel here, being a bit of a villain because that's what happens when you win like this. I feel haters. Like yeah. People like me. They're very much like the Golden State Warriors where they're the nice guys, but people found them a little cocky or something and were trying to... But there was never any meat to the I, I hate the Golden State Warriors, and I don't think there's any real meat to the I don't like the Chiefs. I'm just curious, if the Chiefs aren't likable, who is likable? Like, what's the outside team, the team you don't root for that people all love? I have a thought on who it might be, but I don't even think that's a team. Go ahead. I think the Miami Dolphins are close. Yeah. Because everyone loves Tua... Everyone loves Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, Tyreek Hill is not that likable. No, he's not. But I do think, regardless, something about Miami is kind of, because they haven't done it yet, too. I think your definition of, of likable, once you get to the top of the mountain, it's very hard to sustain likability. I think I, I think a lot of people probably think San Francisco is pretty likable because Brock Purdy's story. I think people have always rooted for McCaffrey. I know Debo talks a lot of trash, but Ooh, you're going to hate Brandon Ayuk? Like, you're going to hate Kittle? I think that the Niners are a bit of bullies. I'm not sure if they quite fit the definition. Yeah, I kind of agree with Perloff. I kind of think that, to be honest, they remind not because they're from the same city, but they kind of remind me more of the Warriors than even the uh, the the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. to me, what we kept hearing during that three-game losing streak was, oh, Brock Purdy can't win without a super team. Like, I think people look at the Niners as kind of this super team with all these stars everywhere. So I don't know if they're really a team people can get behind. I agree with Perloff. I would say... Uh, the Dolphins would be the team that I, w- I would look at as, as a team that maybe people say are likable. Uh, maybe the Bengals. I honestly, I think the Bengals were that team before Burrow got hurt. Maybe. People really, people really got behind Burrow with the chains and the cool stuff they were wearing and Jamal Ch- uh, Jamar Chase and the gritty. Like, I think those would be the two teams I would look at why and say not, those are likable teams. Why not the Baltimore Ravens? And I, the Ravens are not hated by any means. They are popular. But I feel like for some reason they don't catch hold. Maybe because they, they've been good and haven't quite gotten over the mountain yet. Uh, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. They're not disliked, but they're not, they're not the plucky underdogs because they've been really good for a long time now. Maybe they, despite the fact they have Lamar Jackson, who's literally won an MVP. I think they're still thought of as a defensive team. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's part of it. It's like, they're the sort of like the most famous player in their history is Ray Lewis, like, and Ed Reed, like you're just thought of as being defensive and in this league where it's offense, 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 that doesn't get you a lot of headlines, even though their offense is awesome this year. I, no, think, who, they, I think they're missing that cool skill position player. Like well, Odell, maybe Zay Odell. Flowers becomes that guy. Odell? And Odell, he's not, I mean, he's a little older now. He's, you know, yeah. he, it took him basically five, six weeks to even start catching passes for them. And he really wasn't in their offense initially. Like, I think that that, if you're looking about these teams, again, Tyreek Hill, maybe not lovable, but he is a very exciting player to watch. Yeah. Um, Jamar Chase, extremely exciting player to watch. I think typically when we look at these teams that people really enjoy, I think about the Vikings of the of mm. the late 90s, early 2000s, Randy Moss. Like, you need that wide receiver or a great running back, somebody that's really electric when you get the ball. Yeah. I think the Texans were becoming the likable team this year. They kind of became everybody's favorite underdog, but uh, they had a rough Sunday. Yeah, I, unfortunately, a concussion for C.J. Stroud, so now we've got to see what happens. Meanwhile, you did have Brittany Mahomes on Instagram after the game saying that the refs are the real MVP. <laughs> Spare me, lady. Does she wow. have another dinner to go to with Taylor Swift in New York? <laughs> she was also, actually at the game yesterday. I was surprised. I mean, here's the thing. It's like you, the Chiefs have been getting calls. Listen, I hate to say it because we know that the refs are under fire this year. But it generally feels like does kind of even out for everyone but the Saints. 
Like, it does kind of even out. You can never give the Saints back that 2018. Is this about not getting flowers for the Bills winning a big game? What is all this vitriol against the Chiefs? It's not about that. It's just I'm trying to illustrate my point here of why I think the Chiefs are not likable. I think that Patrick Mahomes will always have everyone's undying respect. Same with Kelsey. These are two all-time great players. Chris Jones, an all-time great player like that. It's not about the individual talent. Mahomes himself might might be likable, but the Chiefs have to get a little used to people dancing on them a little when they come up short. And they've not understood what this is like outside of what Brady at 43 beating them in the Super Bowl. But that was more about Brady and the Chiefs offensive line was all banged up and, and it was yeah. excusable for why they lost that big I, game. They got to realize when they lose, people are going to be happy because they've been winners for so long. I think they have the single most likable head coach in the league. They have the single most likable quarterback in the league. And they have one of the top three most likable pass catchers. Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live before Taylor Swift. And I'm the telling dude you, is, he's he has a number one pod, He has a number one podcast, but he's likable. He's incredibly likable. That's why everyone likes that podcast. And why does everybody hate his relationship? I don't know if that's true. Because of, <laughs> I, everyone that hates is true. His, you say everyone hates his relationship? Oh, you jabroni! I don't know how many times I've been behind his glass and we've talked about Taylor Swift and I've gotten a call who doesn't want to go there on the air who just tells me, shut up about Taylor Swift, go to football, and then hangs well, up on Well, that's about me. Taylor, not about Travis. I think no, they, they, a, these, these are Chad's dads and, and Brad's. Isn't that what Taylor said? <laughs> who don't want Taylor Swift encroaching on the manly world of football. No, no, but there are people who do feel like this has become a distraction. And and Michael Lombardi said it earlier in the season. I don't think that people think of this Kelsey Swift thing and say, oh, this is really awesome. Listen, I got to be honest. I know I'm not trying to make this about the Bills or Josh Allen. Josh Allen's literally dating someone who was nominated for an Oscar, and I see more Donna Kelsey. Who? Oh, Haley Stanfield was nominated for an Oscar? Yes. Like, she's what? a legit uh, true grit. She's also Hawkeye, oh. by the way. Yeah, she. Kate Bishop. This like, and listen. Of Good course, Taylor's going to get a lot of attention. I'm just saying that adds into the overexposure, and when you get overexposed, people start to roll their eyes at you. Taylor Swift just won Time Person of the Year. I'm sorry, Haley Steinfeld's nomination as a nine-year-old for True Grit is not <laughs> quite moved the needle here. Who else is nominated for an Oscar around there? Uh, yeah, Taylor Swift, Time person of the year. She's mm-hmm. the biggest star in the world, and no one's even close. I'm telling you, that's adding to the dislike. A five five two one two four cbs I got poll results that can back it up right now at Haters. Maggie and Pearl. Yeah, people like me. Right now, go to Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, as I am doing in this moment, because EJ's on the phone. Okay. The poll question, are the Chiefs a likable team? Would you like to know the results? Early results? Yeah. 71% say no. But who is going to put... What team is likable if you don't root for them? It's the NFL where everybody's at each other's throat. If Who would you put on there that would get a much better result? I think that most people last year were really behind Geno. I think there are Gino, stories... Nobody cares about the Seahawks. Come on. La- I said last year. I think most... The, the lead America, went off no, no, and no. you didn't write back. I think people were super For, into Geno. I think people are super into Tua. You think people were super into Geno Smith last year? They Maybe in New York. 100% approval rating. Yeah, but that was mild. I mean, listen. First of all, nobody's wa- nobody's watching Seattle. Like This, this war- country is about the Cowboys. It's about the NFC East. It's about the Chiefs. I, I think that people still are at least fascinated with the Chiefs. I don't think that their likability has gone down. I mean, if they're in the Super Bowl, that would be amazing for the NFL. You will give me that. People love the Lions this year. And we'll get to the Lions as a feel-good story in just a moment because things are going in the wrong direction. Dalton is in Topeka 
It's got a thought on this Chiefs situation. Hey, Dalton. Hey, uh, I just find it hilarious that the Chiefs are sitting here complaining about a call or no calls when, if you look back at last year's AFC championship game, I'm a Bengals fan, I'm a little biased, but let's see, uh, the pass interference in the red zone on Logan Wilson, uh, let's see, the no call on the holding on that miraculous encouraging run that Patrick Mahomes did on fourth and whatever with his hurt leg. Well, I'm sorry, that play never happens if uh, the offensive lineman isn't holding on to Sam Hubbard like it's his last chance at life. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dalton. And Don, I have to question your objectivity here. Yeah, I mean, also, Uh, what about the out of bounds when he was out out of bounds? I mean, that one was a little more obvious. Yeah, that's what I want. I was talking about when he was running. And, yeah, his offensive lineman was holding on to Trey. It was either Hendrickson or Hubbard. I can't remember. Yeah. But he was holding on to him like he was about to drown, and that was a life raft. (laughs) Dalton, you're so right about this. It's a little bit – and, listen, this is not even a playoff game, right? This is a regular season game, but now the Chiefs are looking at the very real possibility of having to play a playoff game on the road. (gasps) The horror. By the way, do not – do not – Count that as a done deal. No, it's probably not. But here's a question from Ben Franklin in the chat, which we are humbled to have someone of his caliber in our chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. And he has the same avatar, so it's got to be him. Uh, when they go out to dinner, when Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift go to dinner, who picks up the check? It's a good one. 855-212-4CBS. All right. We see you guys on the phones. Yes, Perloff? I, does either of them have to pay? I, doesn't a restaurant be like, you're Taylor Swift, you're not paying in my restaurant. I feel like she's got a pass for life. Well, then leave a tip. you got to leave a major tip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You tip on the amount of that the bill would have been. Okay. Also, I do they go to restaurants like normal humans? Like, yeah. Taylor Remember Sh- Argentina? Argentina. But Taylor Swift cannot go to an American restaurant. She went to the wedding in, yeah. in uh, Jersey. That Remember? whole big New York scene with her and Sophie Turner and Brittany Mahomes, they were coming out of a restaurant. Yeah, how do they do they that? They went to dinner on Saturday they, night. They shut They shut down the place. <laughs> they got oh, the bread okay. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had his birthday party. I mean, the famous people do things. I don't think a waiter came up with a normal bill like it happens to us on Friday night. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. But Yeah, I'm not sure. 855-212-4CBS. But someone has to put money down for something because they didn't go back to the kitchen and cook the meal themselves and then bring it out. Maggie, you know rich people don't pay for anything, right? I do know that. 855-212-4227. We see you guys. Keep it coming. Are the Chiefs likable? And also, did the Chiefs have a right to complain last night? Massive call with a minute 12 left. Definitely went a far way in deciding the game. 855-212-4227. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Maggie Perloff. Maggie, I might I might owe you an apology. Uh, for what this time? I guess maybe I'm wrong, and all of America has been keeping receipts on the Chiefs <laughs> for the last five years. Yes. Why? Patrick Mahomes is the most lovable quarterback in the NFL. Travis Kelsey's awesome. Andy Reid is the man. But I guess people are mad. Well, I just don't think they're likable. And part of it is their own success. And now they're crying. This is the latest. They're crying about what happened yesterday when their own player, Kadarius Tony, was lined up in the neutral zone. Like, you can't get on the refs because they didn't bail you out. Like, But they're not, they're not a traditional bad guy. I mean, if you think of NFL bad guys, I think of 
uh, a defensive player who is a headhunter and or whatever, like yeah, Vontez Burfecht, Vontez Bur- like exactly, yeah. or James Hicks Harrison Harrison's, with yeah. the Steelers and tough defensive teams. This is a pretty boy team. This is the high octane offense. They're not your NFL bad guy. And I think honestly, you're going to want to see them in the playoffs. If it's Baltimore and Jacksonville in the AFC title game, that's not quite the same as having the Chiefs. Listen, you don't have to be a headhunter or a dirty player to be hated. You could also just be really good. And you can also be overexposed, which is exactly what the Chiefs are. I can't imagine. People really hate Patrick Mahomes. I don't get it. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Josh is in South Bend. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. So there's no doubt that the Chiefs were in the wrong. They shot themselves in the foot offside. Yeah. But does NFL need to look into how they officiate that? You don't allow the play when there's encroachment or offsides unabated by the defense, why does the play even get to continue when the offense is offsides? You know, Josh, we were wondering about that earlier. We think it's because they're giving Tony a chance to back off the line until the ball is snapped. Yeah, but it is a little, It is a definitely not a well... Yeah. It doesn't look good because nothing good can... No, what's going to happen on that play? Like, nothing Nothing can happen. There's going to be a five-yard penalty no matter what happens. So what's the point of playing it out? They do, they do whistle plays dead a second into the play. I, I kind of see what you're getting at, Josh. I wondered the same thing last night. Yeah. Uh, it just seems... And defense gets their advantage, I guess. When defense is offside, offense gets their advantage just to level the playing field. Maybe that's why, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem exactly right. Josh, thank you so much for the call. And I saw that uh, Gene Sterator had thrown, he had written on Twitter, when officiating the line of scrimmage, general philosophy is not to be overly technical and split hairs over very minor infractions, such as receivers' hands slightly breaking the line of scrimmage. However, when an infraction is so egregious and obvious, and this is where Gene went in all bold, a flag has to be thrown. Kadarius Tony is, again bold, blatantly lined up offsides, and in the neutral zone, you rarely see an offsides penalty on the offense, but that is not because the play in Buffalo, Kansas City isn't a foul. It's because a receiver rarely lines up offsides, according to Gene. Wow. And we know the, Gene's word is as good as gold. Yeah, I mean, a former NFL official sticking up for the NFL officials, that's so weird. Um, <laughs> Gene Sterator. Whatever. Is, He's just like the rest of them, that nothing should be overturned. Well, like, G- the official always gets it right. They, they No, I love Gene Sterator. Yeah, the guy on ESPN, John Perry, was not nice when on the P.I. call on Monday night. I mean, he, yeah, as, he as said polite, not a, this is not a, a foul. Yeah. Right. So, and he said the same thing that Serratour said is like, you, that's just a foul. You have to call that. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. The only thing he let in was, I don't know what happened. No one's clear on whether Tony checked down the line or if the guy responded was, because he said they, they'll usually do like a hand signal yeah. to tell the receiver to yeah. back up. He's like, I don't know that part, but he was offside, and you have to call that. I just feel like last night I saw the blue line where Tony's toes, like half his foot was on the blue line, and the way it's being covered now is Tony was standing next to the free safety. I mean, he's moved farther <laughs> and farther away. He was four inches over the, the line of scrimmage, and they're acting like he was 10 yards past it. It's clearly a foul, though. And what yeah, I don't understand he was ahead is, of the ball. And what I don't understand, though, is if you're the Chiefs, why aren't you more upset at Kadarius Tony? Right. Like, this guy's been well, costing you 
so many games this year. He cost you a little bit last year as well. Like he's not a reliable player. Like I think to me, like this is them being concerned about the wrong things. Like they should be concerned. Oh, about they're how concerned they're... about that. You know they are. I mean, they, I don't know. They've ta- they how do were... I know that? He talking about the refs. They had no receivers. They benched him in week two. They know they have a Kadarius Tony problem. They're very when you are team building and you're like we're going to spend nothing on wide receivers. They're very well aware that they're getting nothing you from their wide receivers. You cannot convince me that they are upset about Kadarius Tony. Oh, when I, I see when I see when I see Pat Mahomes wanting to go after the refs, I used to watch that and I thought, oh, he wants to go after Kadarius Tony. Good. I'd want to wring his neck as well. You don't think the but coaches are go, sitting there today the saying, what are we going to do about Kadarius Tony? I guarantee they're not talking about the refs. I guarantee they're talking about That's, what oh, do we do about this all guy? All they talked about last night was the refs. I didn't hear one thing about Kadarius Tony. It's just complaint after complaint. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning. Uh, good morning again. The caller, by the way, I think by the let the play happen is because the defense could make a play. Yeah, I know. Like, like but he's that, not, the offside doesn't doesn't prevent the play from starting, and then you could got a pick six. Then the, the defense will to get that or a fumble, right. or whatever. You would decline yeah, the but you yeah. understand that that's not like exactly a thrilling play. Oh, let's see if the defense can get a no, turnover. No, but the plays that are whistled dead before like on, the play like starts to the quarterback. is like for a, is like a safety thing. So yeah. The guy's not running over the quarterback because he just ran past the left tackle. Everything else, the play, even like an, you know an illegal shift on the offense, the play happens. So the defense has a chance to do something. Uh, instead of pushing some tushes, the Eagles got their butts kicked last night in <laughs> Dallas. 33-13. Hurts in the gun. Snap back, looking, throws it out underneath to A.J. Brown. He fumbled the ball, and it is recovered by Dallas. That looked like a catch and a fumble, and that's what it was. Brad Sham on Cowboys Radio. Philly fumbled the ball away three times, scored zero offensive touchdowns, handing the Cowboys their fifth win in a row. They are 7-0 at home with six of those wins coming by 20 points or more. This one feels a little different to Dak Prescott. It was big. We needed it. Uh, yeah, let's not sugarcoat that. We needed that. Uh, obviously, I've talked about it before. Mike talks about it, about grabbing a huge chunk of confidence and moving forward. And um, being able to do that against a team like that here at home, a um, place that we've had a lot of success at over the last two years, uh, puts us in front of the division, right? Does? Todd? Yeah, well, so technically tied at 10-3, and three, but Dallas at the moment has the division lead based on division so, records. So, Bogus, you're going to give it, what time is the parade in Arlington? It's, uh, are they, it's Wednesday. Uh, it's to, uh, tomorrow, actually. Player day <laughs> yeah, off, Tuesday I mean, parade. I'm so happy yeah. that the Cowboys finally did it. Yeah. They broke. Uh, Here we go. I mean, Here we go. You've ruined every Cowboy play for me. That's all I heard last <laughs> oh, I night was you Here doing that. It's like they, yeah, they, there's an extra mic go. on him now. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I like when he does the quick one. Where he's here like, we go. here we go. Yeah. He's got different cadences. Why? Meanwhile, they're they're acting like he split the atom with this right. new cadence thing. It's like, wow, did you realize that Dak Prescott's in the Nobel like peace, not Nobel I can, peace prize, the Nobel Prize for <laughs> his cadences? I could end all this in two seconds. That cadence isn't going to sound good. If somebody just double-team C.D. Lamb, double-team him, Bogus. What are we doing here, people? Maybe you should go with a sign outside the Eagles facility, mm-hmm. like the two dudes who went last week and said, yeah. run the ball, double CD. Yeah, and spy Jalen Milrow. I have all these defensive players. I think I was, was miscast. Like I could have been Jonathan right. Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> You'd give better pregame speeches, though. Definitely. <laughs> the Eagles, by the way, their defense stinks. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice that last night? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We did notice it. <laughs> They're also tired, though, so there's that. They're Once they get there, very tired. Yeah. I relate to that. They get enough electrolytes for the game? I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, what's worse, though, with the Jake Browning, uh, who was really good yesterday, and we can talk about the Bengals and their playoff hopes are very much alive, cramps in his throwing hand? That sounds like a lie. 
He blamed it on not drinking enough water. In your hand? I get it. Cramps in your hands and your feet? Awful. So painful. And there's a there was a dehydration in the game last night, too. One of the Cowboys, right? I think they had somebody out for dehydration. Hmm. NBC came back with a fancy graphic, like four injured guys, and one of them was dehydration. Yeah, you're right. I was surprised. I thought it would be Mike McCarthy because he just had <laughs> surgery. Yeah, he looked fine. He did look a No, spry. I mean, he's medically hydrated. I mean, he's been yeah, on fluids and IVs and stuff like that. He's probably never been in better shape than he is like right his now. his skin even looked good. Right. It'll be gone by this Wednesday. Post-parade, <laughs> he'll look like crap. Yeah. Uh, the AFC has six, <laughs> seven, and six teams this morning, ranging from the sixth-place Steelers to the 11th-seeded Bills, who escaped Arrowhead 2017. The Broncos part of this group as well after a 24-7 win at the Chargers. And those Bengals still thinking wild card because of Jake Browning. Browning moves under center. He has Mixon five yards behind him. Browning will try to sneak it in. Mixon shoves him in the back into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals! Browning forcing his way into the end zone. They're throwing for two scores in a 34-14 decision over the Colts, who dropped to 7-6. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Joe Burrow lent his sweets to the Browning clan for this game. Oh, so that's his, nice. Yeah, so his like his family, his girlfriend were able to jump around inside and be warm. That's nice. Not out in the seats like the last time. Okay, apparently. sorry. One more thing about getting the cramps in your hand. Yeah, so sure, when he please. goes back into the uh, into the locker room, what what's happening back there? An IV? I believe he said he got IV after the game. Yeah. Okay. Little Gatorade. Sorry, I'm just like you just dunk your hand in it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. It's not that I'm not believing him. It's just, is, are we sure that the, his, his hand's not, something didn't happen? What I didn't understand Spend, is... Uh, sp- sprain, bent, something. Sorry. What I thought was funny, though, was that after the game, he said, well, you know, it was cold out here, so I didn't drink a lot of water, which is like, I don't know, you're playing quarterback. Like, I think you'd want to drink water regardless of whether or not it's cold. Like, do you not, when you go out for a run, do you not want to drink water because you're not tired? hydration starts days before the game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I kind of get that, though, where if it's cold out, you're not as prone to drink water because you're not hot and sweaty. Yeah, that makes... A lot of sense. But you're still doing something athletic. Anyway. Uh, in no, other injury should, news. But you forget. Chargers QB Justin Herbert now dealing with a broken right index finger. Texans QB CJ Stroud's in concussion protocols. And Vikings wideout Justin Jefferson went to the hospital to get a chest injury check. The team believes Jefferson avoided serious internal injury, but his status for Saturday's game is unclear. Dueling Monday night games, Giants, Packers, Titans, Dolphins. The moment things somber in Tennessee after the untimely death of former Titans head in Frank Whitecheck, the 52-year-old passed away at his home Saturday, apparently after a fall. With Juan Soto and Shohei Otani settled, the next big name in baseball's offseason is Japanese righty Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's expected to start in-person meetings with teams here in the States today with the Yankees. Mets brass recently went to Japan to meet with Yamamoto. Uh, it's been a while since they ate funnel cakes in Seattle. The Kraken dropping their eighth in a row last Ooh. night, 3 nothing to the Wild. And women's college hoops, number 17, UConn, playing with its lowest ranking in 30 years, outscored number 24, North Carolina, 76-64. At the Hall of Fame showcase in Connecticut, Paige Beckers, 26 points and four blocks. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. We see you guys on the phones. Everyone up in arms about what happened yesterday. What side of this are you on? Do you think the Chiefs had legitimate gripe with the officials for not having a warning or something like that? Or do you find the Chiefs in the wrong and also maybe a little whiny? We'll also get to why Perloff looks the way he does today. 
<laughs> that's, that's a loaded, loaded. Yeah, yeah, that's an odd tease. <laughs> Genetics, uh, <laughs> lack of sleep, like a sunlight. Where do I start? <laughs> no, something unusual. <laughs> Rough forty-eight hours for our guy. I'm okay. This is an all-timer. We'll get to that in a minute. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff on CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's radio. All right. Well, this is my favorite song that she has. Well, I'm blaming Taylor, amongst other things, for why the Chiefs are unlikable. It's not Taylor. It's the fact that they've been so successful. It's the fact that they're all overexposed because with the spoils of success comes all the commercials and the podcast and Donna Kelsey and everything. And I just think that the Chiefs are not likable. And then yesterday they, you know, are on the wrong side of maybe a ticky-tack call, but one that was certainly against the rules. Kadarius Tony's foot was in the neutral zone. It wasn't offsides. And they're complaining like they just got the election stolen from them or something like that. Like, this is, this <laughs> happened for real, you know? They stormed the commissioner's office. <laughs> uh, can I ask you a question? Do you find the Dallas Cowboys likable? Um, I kind of do, but I, oh, I have no rivalry with them Oh, my God. So you think the Chiefs like are unlikable and you like the Dallas Cowboys? Who am I hating on the Cowboys? I don't I have mean, a rivalry with them. I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys. That's uh, the team you hate. I mean, listen. The Chiefs I, are honestly. This seems like the nicest bunch of rich individuals, athletes, and in that collected ever. I'm telling you. How could you not? Like, Travis Kelsey is obviously well liked. The dude is the number one podcast and hosted Saturday Night Live. Overexposed. Just because you're not a villain like mean doesn't mean that people aren't going to have a backlash to you. And so right now, the poll results at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter reflect that. Seventy percent of people say no, they are not. Likable. I would hope. I would hope the best team in the league over the last five years would not be like because you like your own team and you dislike the good teams, but. As far as likable, Patrick Mahomes is as likable as any athlete in sports. And what about Brittany? You got to take them all. What about I Jackson? I don't watch Brittany. I you watch take a, them all, man. Because I'm watching what's happening on the field. I never said you don't respect him. I'm not, and by the way, I'm not coming after that. a guy's wife. That's terrible. I'm just saying she doesn't add to She's, the likability. Who cares? She's fine. Bill Haters. In, <laughs> Haters like me. Bill's in California. Uh, Bill, how are you, dude? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my my call. Appreciate it. You got it. What's up? Hey, one thing I just got to say, we got to understand, this is a game, and it's built on human error. Tony made a human error. He knows his job, gets paid millions of dollars, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. The refs, the same thing. It's, that's what intrigues everybody. The refs are going to make mistakes. I'm a 49er fan. And Ambry Thomas got called for a bad hit a few weeks ago. That wasn't a bad hit. You move through it and you get through it. Last week, the Chiefs got a call where uh, Mahomes got hit for out of bounds and he wasn't out of bounds. Right. So stop the bitching, stop the complaining. Yeah. And it, play ball. I think it, and Bill, I think that's why it's, it was, first of all, pretty shocking. Thank you for the phone call. It was shocking yesterday that Mahomes was so out of his mind, right? He usually doesn't do that. Andy Reid doesn't usually go after officials yeah. like that. It was, and you get the frustration from last week's Packer game and how it bleeds over. But to Bill's point, every fan base deals with this, number one. And number two, 
you kind of get the sense it generally does even out. Like, there were calls that were given to Mahomes that were in the AFC Championship game last year and even in the Super Bowl that were questionable. Yeah. And there are calls that go against them, like D. Ford years ago in the AFC Championship game. It's it's all part of it. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are frustrated because they're playing poorly. I think that is a big reason that they freaked out so much last night. That's not on anybody except themselves. I will say there is one thing that I would like to see the NFL do something about, and I don't know if they can. I find the fact that you score a touchdown in the NFL and then you wait to see if there's a flag, ah. it's such a consistent thing. I wait for that touchdown graphic to come out on, up on Fox. Otherwise, I don't know if it's a touchdown. I, I do think if they could shut down the play and not let it play out like that, that might be better. Uh, although people love the free play on offense when there's offsides. I you I, know a big play's coming, a big yeah, shot. I, I hate an 80-yard touchdown that's called back on holding. It, it pains me as a fan. So I do understand. Is there anything they can do about it? Like, just shut that play down. Why do they have to play it out? For the defense to get a possible interception? I think that's why. I mean, that's so not many a big rules, enough reason. So many rules go against the defense now. You gotta give them the chance. Why? Well, because they might be able to make a play. How about yesterday, too? You did get a massive touchdown return uh, in overtime with the Baltimore Ravens. No flags on that one. Oh, yeah, I know, off. except for a massive block on the back <laughs> right where the guy broke free. We're not talking about that right now. Uh, quickly, James is in Modesto. James, you're a Raider fan. This had to be especially painful yesterday. Oh, man. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I just want to say that with the Kansas City Chiefs, the heat is on. And uh, real quick, uh, one of us is happy today, uh, Maggie. <laughs> the rest of us are hating life. True. But anyway, yeah. But <laughs> uh, you know what? This may not be a shocker to you, but I hate the Chiefs. Well, you're a Raider but, fan. You're supposed to hate yeah, the Chiefs. But this will surprise you. I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think he's a great quarterback. He's the best quarterback you know? in the league. Oh, yeah. The guy's great. I would love to have him on the Raiders. Shit. I mean, hey, James, crazy. sorry. <laughs> sorry, James. We get it. I understand. I relate something to that I, I generally would say. But here's the thing. Devontae Adams should be like the head of tourism for Las Vegas. <laughs> Why because is that? he should have asked out of this situation weeks ago. And yet he continues to play for this Raiders team. It has to be just because he loves living in Vegas. There's no other reason to be a Raider. Yeah, you know what's so funny? When they named Ader O'Connell the starter, I'm like, yeah, that makes some sense. Let's see what the young guy's got. Now I'm not quite sure why he's on the field. Well, he's not that good, and they could go back to Jimmy G, but once Josh McDaniels got fired, yeah, now, now, it's like, why is Jimmy G going to play? Tank is on. Um, okay, so we see you guys on the phone, but we do have to address something that's happening right here in the studio, which is the awful 48 hours that Andrew Perloff endured Friday into Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um Actually, Friday was way worse. Okay, well, do you want to talk about Friday first? And yeah, then... without giving away too many details, I was put on a grand jury. So I have Just four brutal. weeks of, of grand jury. And I got to <laughs> tell you, I, I'm not going to get political here or anything, but grand jury, four weeks of grand jury does not fit the modern economy. There were freelancers in that room who were almost crying to the judge. You're ruining my career. She said, sit down or I'll have the police take you to jail. It was a battle royale. Nobody wow. wants to do it, and they don't take any excuses. So the jury system's broken. That's besides the point. So I have four weeks of grand jury, but I'll be okay. I'll be able to do the show in the morning. Yeah. It starts after the show. But then Saturday, maybe because I was uh, distracted by the grand jury, I had a serious basketball accident, got cut above my left eye, Rocky style, 
which is one thing. Went to the hospital. They glued it together, yeah. which is now a replacement for stitches. But what I didn't realize is how black and blue it became. So it looks like I got a left hook. Yeah, you look like you just went 12 rounds. Yeah. With like a... Ow! <laughs> I look like Rocky. You kind of do. I know. By the way, and if, if you that think thing's I'm... gonna swell too, right? Yeah, I hope so. It's <laughs> <laughs> the toughest I've ever looked. Honestly, it is it. the most badass you've yeah. ever looked. No, I have I'm not gonna lie to you. It doesn't hurt. I love how cool it looks. I mean, you should walk into the jury room now and be like, "What? I am getting off." This well, grand I was thinking jury. about. I was thinking about showing up in sunglasses, and they'd be like, "Sir, take your sunglasses off," and I'd be like, "Oh yeah." You're going to mess with me, take it off, and look like a tough guy? Yeah, I mean, you. this is the toughest you've ever looked, bar none. Like, you, we should be taking headshots or something today. Real story is two middle-aged men were going for a basketball and bumped heads. I think it's we need not a quite as story. good. Yeah, we need a way better story. I think you... Ow. I think you were sitting in the booth next to John Story. I think you... Uh, I think it's like how about a mugger I, or something. How about I was watching the game at a bar, the Eagles-Cowboys, and a Cowboys fan was cheering too much. I'm like, I'm going to stand up for you, Jalen Hurts. You're playing basketball in New York City. All you gotta say is I was at a pickup game and things got rough. People yeah. will automatically assume, okay, there was fisticuffs. <laughs> you didn't have to say about, oh, I got I bumped heads with somebody. Yeah, it was this against is... a CPA. Exactly. Who, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not. <laughs> All right, I like EJ. That's a great line. I would use that. It was on the mean streets <laughs> of New York playing pickup Pick basketball, basketball with, with five lawyers and one accountant. Don't move.